discuss my top five takeaways from the NASCAR. Hello and welcome to season two of the top five. For those of you who joined me last year, I appreciate it and welcome back. For those of you who are first time listeners, each week I take about 15 to 20 minutes. I intentionally try to make this short. Uh, we just talk about the race, the, the previous week's race, what's going on in NASCAR, uh, news and notes, just to keep up to date on our favorite sport. Uh, so... If you want to be involved in the conversation, and I would love for you to be involved, go to Facebook and search The Top 5, and it's all spelled out, not the number 5, the word F-I-V-E. You can also find me on patreon.com forward slash The Top 5, and there will be a website and other socials coming soon as well, Uh, and you can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google. Uh, podcast addict anywhere that you'd like uh also what's new for this season is i would like to have some guests uh throughout the year so if you are interested and have a a take that you would like to share reach out to me on that facebook page or on patreon uh or if you know someone who you think is interesting we all have that friend that we say man that guy needs to be on the radio or have a podcast uh, because they have really good takes or a great sounding voice. uh, Let me know. Reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. It can't hurt. This is for fun and to discuss uh, my favorite sport, NASCAR. Now, I do this every week. And you may be thinking to yourself, we're heading into the fourth week of the season. I was out of town. We'll get more into that later. So today's format is going to be catching up to right now, uh, which right now is the week before the Las Vegas race. We just finished up Auto Club. Uh, So we're going to get caught up on everything that's happened up until now. And then each week moving forward, I will break down my top five thoughts. So without further ado, let's get started with this week's top five. Number one. So for number one, I want to cover the changes in the rules that NASCAR made at the beginning of this season. Every year there are changes uh, in NASCAR. NASCAR is one of the reasons I love the sanctioning body of NASCAR so much is they're not afraid to change. And they're also not afraid to admit if a change is wrong and, and change that change back to how it was. So, for starters, at the beginning of the season, they announced that the restart zones were going to be 50% larger in size than they were last year. To do this, they were going to add 25% on at the beginning and 25% on at the end. Uh, and the whichever driver is in, in the lead at coming up to a restart has control. They can smash the gas right when they get into it midway through right at the very end at the end of the restart zone the flagman starts the restarts the race uh they did this for six races the first six races and obviously this is going to be a much bigger deal at larger tracks like auto club uh vegas daytona 
Well, maybe not so much Daytona. Um, and I, I think it's great. I think uh, anything that provides a competitive advantage to drivers is a, not a bad idea. Um, I know, you know, we can get into this later about Auto Club. There was a wreck coming to the restart. That was pure driver error. That was not the cause of one driver. And allowing drivers to kind of play a cat and mouse game coming to restarts is it's exciting. It's fun. I, I don't see what the downside is. Uh, again, we'll have to give it six races and then reevaluate it. The next rule change was uh, from six minutes to 10 minutes working on a car. The, uh, the repair clock. So a driver or a crew previously last year, if a car was in incident, had six minutes to get that car back on the la on the track and make a lap at speed, and speed is determined per individual um, tracks. Uh, if they could not repair the the car, they were done. Uh, I think six minutes was ridiculous. They did make it eight minutes in the uh, end of the season last year. Now it's ten minutes, and this new gen car is plug and play from parts all the parts are bolt on it's not like an individual car uh that each team brings so the splitters all the teams get the same splitter and bolted on this is why you're not allowed to make any changes to the parts provided by nascar providers so asking teams to change parts on pit road mid-race in six minutes i thought was a losing um, losing strategy from the go, I think 10 minutes, honestly, if they made it 12 minutes, allow a minute for these teams to get their car back to the, uh, garage and give them 10 minutes to work on it and another minute to get out. I think that'd be fine. I don't see the downside of this, uh, as long as the slower cars don't interfere with the lead, lead pace cars, which they don't typically so I, I think this is a good rule change. Uh, next is lessening the penalty for a wheel coming off. Now, if you listened to this podcast last year, I thank you, but you would have heard me complain multiple times about the penalty that the, it was four races. If a wheel came off, a crew chief was automatically suspended for four races. This never made sense to me, especially considering... As of last year, it was the first year that NASCAR went to a single lug uh, system. Now, I complained about that on social media, and somebody pointed out to me that it was actually the, the car manufacturers that pushed for the single lug. But regardless, it is a single lug wheel. In uh, the old system, had five lugs. So if a lug was missed or fell off, the, the team would be penalized, uh, and sometimes they would do that on purpose to gain a competitive advantage, and they were penalized, but the wheel didn't come off. With the single lug, a, a tiny mistake, and the wheel comes off. And it's not the crew chief's fault, per se. And it's not a gain of advantage for a team to not tighten the wheel all the way. So coming to pit road, every single uh, pit road team is trying to get four wheels on to the absolute best of their ability and if a mistake is made 
penalizing somebody that severely never seemed right to me. NASCAR's lessened it to two races, and the crew member or a crew member is also suspended two races. I, I guess I, I would I would rather see this be more team friendly still. I still think two races is absurd. Uh, and I would like to see this be more uh, situational based. And speaking of situational based, another rule change was made, although it actually wasn't a rule change. It was addressing what um, Ross Chastain did at Martinsville. And apparently there is a rule already in place in the NASCAR book. I didn't look it up because it's it's legal mumbo jumbo wording that basically states that you can't do a Hail Mary type thing for a competitive advantage. Now, and NASCAR says this will they'll enforce that. So no more quote unquote video game moves, as Dale Jr. put it. You could use that same rule with the wheel and just look at it situationally to make a, a clear determination. That's just my opinion, and I happen to be right. What do you think, though? Let me know your thoughts. Um, and then the next rule change was that all cars are eligible for the playoffs. That makes sense to me. If a one-off driver gets a, a win at a road course, uh, why, why would they be any less eligible than any other driver? If you're going to make your playoff system win and you're in, then it has to be winning you're in. It can't be winning you're in for some of you, but not winning you're in for the rest. Um, and then there is the choose rule, the, the cone rule, uh, where coming to the one to go, drivers choose if they want the inside or outside lane. That has now been extended to all tracks, not just the short tracks and intermediate tracks. Huge fan of that. Last one is uh, cars might run on the rain in the rain on road courses and short ovals. Worst idea ever. NASCAR has run two rain uh, races. They've both been an absolute disaster. It's a bad look for the sport. If you want eyeballs to get turned off uh, quickly, especially for premier new events like Chicago, where... NASCAR is trying to hype an event to bring new eyeballs to the sport. Run that in the rain and watch the TVs get turned off in record pace. Not a fan. Let's move on to number two. And as I said, I'm playing catch up. So, and I'll try and get through these quickly. But number two is The Clash. Number two. Look, listen. I'm on record last year. I, I went into The Clash last year. The first year it was ran, expecting it to be a gimmick, not fun to watch, just a crap race. And I loved it. I thought it was great. This year, it was like trying to catch lightning in a bottle again. It, it just, it's not good. It cannot, you cannot uh, tell me that it's worth the $2 million to build the track for a half-empty stadium uh, and very low TV ratings. It's over. It's time to pull the plug on what was a a good idea for one year. Maybe when Auto Club is um, apparently Auto Club is becoming a a short high banked short track. 
maybe that's their ticket back to the LA market. But for now, let's bring it back to Daytona and just run the, the speed weeks the way that they had been for, I don't know, 30, 40 years prior. Not a fan of the Clash. Not a fan of the guy who won the Clash. I think it's over. I think it's time we, uh, I think it's time we, we wrap that, that LA Coliseum idea up. Like I said, I was going to keep that one short. Let's move on to number three, the Daytona 500. Number three. So the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of motorsports, had been one of the, not one of, it was the number one thing on my bucket list for, oh, I don't know, about 30 years. And this year it came true. Uh, I went, I attended the race. I spent days, days researching where I wanted to sit and what viewpoint I wanted. And I got to tell you, it did not let me down one bit. And on a personal note, which was very cool, I got to go with my two sons. Uh, sharing something I love with the boys I love is, it's cool. Any any dad listening to this podcast, you understand how, how uh Good that feels. Uh, but that's also the reason that we're coming up on the fourth race of the year or the third regular season race of the year. Uh, and I'm doing my first podcast because I live in Michigan. Uh, and so it, we end up spending a week in Florida. But we're not here to talk about my week in Florida. We're here to talk about NASCAR. So if you've been to the 500, you know what I'm talking about. It's It's just different. It's... Being at an, in an event that matters, I mean, all the races matter. Winning in the top tier of motorsports is very, very hard to do. And the fans get it, the drivers get it, but winning the 500 is something special. It's the biggest race you can win. And being there in person, there's just a, a it starts out with a sense of awe at how incredible it is. It also started out with a pretty sweet Dirks Bentley concert. And and the excitement of the finish is undescribable. Uh, by far the best venue I've ever been to, to to watch motorsports. Easily by far. As for the race itself, I won't get into too, too much detail because I'm already running long and I want to get through. But on the white flag lap, they wrecked going into turns one and two and threw the the caution almost immediately. Now, I've gone back and I've watched the replay multiple times. No one can really confidently say what would have happened. And I hate playing the what if this and what if that. I, I do feel that Ricky Stenthouse had a head of steam. When the wreck happened, the outside lane did kind of collapse. Um... I think he would have won either way, but I still would have liked to have seen them let them race uh, back to the start-finish line, at least down the backstretch. I mean, it's such a big track, and I understand that driver safety is paramount, but you could you could kind of monitor the wreck real quick while they're running down the backstretch and decide if you need to throw the, the flag or or not. I mean... I would like to have seen a little less 
a little less forced throwing the flag. They just immediately write to caution. But it is what it is. Congrats to Ricky Stenthouse. Congrats to the whole 47 team. One thing I'd recommend, uh, follow as much as you can on social media. Not just drivers, but, you know, follow crew chiefs, follow spotters, follow team members if you can find them. Seeing the impact that winning this race makes on um, on the team as a whole, is it's fun to watch. I... I've always been upfront about this. I'm a Joey Logano fan. I know most of you hate him. I, I don't care. I love the guy and I root for him. And it, it broke my heart that he didn't, he was right there. Second place in the Daytona 500. It's like kissing your sister, but watching, uh, the, the entire stent house team, you know, celebrate good on them. Congrats. Number four, let's talk about the auto club speedway. Number four. So it's the final race at Auto Club Speedway. Is this the second time it's the final race at Auto Club, or was this the third? I can't remember. I know it was off the schedule for a couple of years, and then back on the schedule, and then they were going to turn it into a a short track, and then they weren't going to turn it into a short track, and then NASCAR said they're not going to sell the property that is Auto Club Speedway, and then they sold the property that was auto club speed wait well you see what happened was the hell is going on with auto club speedway there's no real plans on what's going to happen uh nascar is being very weirdly non-specific especially for a governing body that typically leaks things on purpose you know usually if you hear a bob pop podcast talking about a air quotes rumor what it really is is he has the inside scoop and is they're they're feeling it out with the fans before they actually announce it there's none of that you see some renderings of what the new track is going to look like online but those are just drawn up they're not real nobody really knows i mean the the rumor is it's going to be like martinsville with high baking is it going to be a half mile or a quarter mile or nobody knows? And I guess as for NASCAR itself, slow down on making the decision. It's not it's not like there's any rush or anything. I mean, take your time. No, nobody needs to know what's going to happen anytime soon. So I guess we'll all just have to wait and find out. As for the race itself, I love Auto Club. I love that track. It's a lot of fun. It has the old concrete that wears out tires. There's a lot of strategy involved with how how to take care of your equipment and when to pit. It's like Michigan. It's actually an exact copy of MIS, which is my home track. Uh, I enjoyed the larger restart zone. I, I think that it played a factor, obviously. Uh... The rule provides drivers with more strategy. And you saw it when there was a restart and the leader was Joey Logano and he didn't go and cars stacked up behind him. It was a guessing game. It's not any one driver's fault. And I would say that if Kyle Busch were out front or Kevin Harvick or Truex, it doesn't matter who's out front. Cars went when the first when the leader didn't and then had to check up. 
So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and lastly, congrats to Kyle Bush. Man, that sucks to say. I really hate saying congrats to Kyle Bush, but as much as I can't stand Kyle Bush off the track, you, you gotta you gotta admire his uh, his talent and his dominance. And I knew it was a matter of time. He had a, a really really bad year last year. Uh, I, I have my personal theories for that. I think attitude has a lot to do with how you perform, and I think he's a whiny little bitch. And I think that he had a shit attitude last year because it was his last year uh, with his old team. But highly motivated Kyle Busch is a real threat every week in and out to win a championship, to win a race, uh, to win a foot race. He's he's just, if you get him fired up, he's going to be a problem. So congrats to him and his team on the win. Now let's look forward to uh, what's coming next. Number five. And as always, number five is looking forward. So I'm not only going to look forward at the next track, but I look forward at the, the season as a whole. Let's start with the next track. Next race, Las Vegas Motor Speedway is my favorite mile and a half track. I believe it's the fastest mile and a half track. Maybe Atlanta's faster since their repave, but Vegas is lightning quick. They're hitting close to 200 uh, down the front and back stretch. Uh, it, it allows for tight racing. There's different lines. It's a fun track, and I love watching it. Uh, my prediction for who's going to win uh, at Vegas is, is Joey Logano. I, and... The reason is I'm a straight up homer. There's no uh there's no two ways about that and he wins at this track a lot. So that's my prediction for uh for this race. And also, I want to talk about the season coming up. I think is going to be one of the best seasons we've had in a long time. And the reason being is it's the second season with the new car. So last year was sort of an albatross in that teams were learning the new car. Now they're back at the same tracks that they, they've gotten some R and D done at and they can adjust. And I think you're going to see some exciting racing. I think you're going to see, you know, last year, I don't know if you remember, I complained about this so much. The back end of cars kept, stepping out and cars single car spin out after single car spin out we already seen that that's not the case and i hope that's a trend that continues uh and i'll be interested to see how the new rules play out and how nascar and teams react and adjust to them uh i i'm curious after the next uh, few races if the extended restart zone is going to stick around um it should be interesting. This being my first podcast of the year, I'm going to step out on the limb and predict the 2023 champion. And I am going to predict Ryan Blaney gets his first ever championship. He was so close on so many races last year. The only win came at the all-star race. Uh, he drives for one of the premier teams. They, they have had a year to develop 
He's a premier driver. I think he's going to put it together this year and go from being very close a bunch of times to getting there a bunch of times and winning his first ever championship. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I crazy for, th- for thinking that? Uh, do you hate me because I hate Kyle Busch or do you hate me because I hate uh, love Joey Logano? Let's talk about it. Share with me your thoughts. Go to Facebook and search the top five. That's all spelled out. The, the word five, not the number. Go to patreon.com forward slash the top five. I'll have a website soon that you can write in. And if you write in emails, I'll be happy to read them or, or comment on, on Facebook posts. I'll be happy to read them. I look forward to another fun year of discussing NASCAR with you. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the top five and I'm Connor.